Good morning, party people. It is Friday, May the 13th, and the time is 7.38 a.m. And I am here. I am awake. I am serene. I like doing the morning podcast because I'm, like, way calmer because the day hasn't, like, started happening And I'm not, um, my energy is still very sublime and in place. Um, We are a few days closer to um, me doing my podcast for my break. But I wanted to bring this story to you. So I have a student named Laura. And Laura is a small-framed, curly-haired, rambunctious Libra. Yes, I know the signs of all of my students, so that whenever something weird happens, I can go, oh, okay. And I know a lot of people don't believe in their cosmic uh, composition. They don't take into account that when they came into the world, uh, it was under a specific constellation, They don't take into account that when they were brought into the world, that the cosmos had a position. And I am one of those people who absolutely positively believes that that matters. That before you ever had a name, before you ever had a nose, you had a cosmology. As a matter of fact, when you were um, conceived, you were conceived under two planetary situations. So anyway, Laura gets a lot of grace in my room because she's a Libra. Why does she get a lot of grace in your room, Kamika? Because she's a Libra. Because I am currently emotionally involved with a Libra who I don't hear from a lot, but emotionally I'm involved. So I get to kind of see what it is I'm dealing with when I deal with Laura, not on the whole, because she's a female and um, she's young, you know, she's still really coming into her own. But Laura likes to argue. Laura has admitted to me that she likes bullying people because it's fun. And Laura likes to tip the scales in her favor, which was a new lesson for me. I've learned that Libras, you know, we grow up, if you have a base knowledge about the Zodiacs, you grow up thinking that, oh, Libras are all about fairness and justice. No, they're not. Libras are about fairness and justice for themselves. They will tip the scales at all times in their favor. So, but I ain't tripping on that. I'm a Scorpio, so we be like, we already, you know, you can tip it left or right, but we gonna stay balanced. So I don't, I don't really like trip on it. Um, Laura is very um, skilled at at her intellect at very young age. She's very, very, very skilled, and she knows when she's being wrong. Now, here's where Laura has. An advantage over the average Libra child her age. Lib- uh, Laura is privileged. 
And by privileged, I mean that it's rumored with all the other students, like they'll say, you know, Miss Miss Kamika, Laura is rich. Laura Laura has money. Well, I'm sorry, y'all. I haven't cleaned out my face this morning, so y'all gonna hear me sniffle. Um, when other students tell, like, okay, so I teach at a place where all of the students are quote unquote privileged. They all come from you know, parents who are like news reporters, parents who are government officials, parents who are landowners. And I don't mean like one or two acres. I mean, I've had students say, yeah, we went to our villa in Dubai and, you know, we own villas in Dubai, Egypt, Syria, whatever. So the the wealth that I experienced in Egypt is unlike the wealth I've ever experienced in America. Um, so Laura is privileged in that way. <clears throat> and like me, Laura has brothers. So she has a very tough edge. Well, I've never not had a problem with Laura. Like I've never, since day one, Laura has been this very um, combative um, has, you know, she's not going to let me have the last word. You know, you have to like really be, you have to have a lot of fortitude to deal with, with this child. So before the break, I was having a problem with Laura, Miriam, and Adam. Now, Adam when he first came to me, was very smart, uh, very astute, knew all the answers, was very helpful. And so was Miriam. And Miriam is my, she's my co-instigator. She's learned how to instigate. Now, Laura was the first student who the, on day one was like, Miss, whatever you need, I will help you. <clears throat> You need me to open the board, ma'am? Hand me your pen and I'll open the board. I'll even show you how to open the board. That was Miriam. <clears throat> and to an extent, that still is Miriam. But these kids are growing up. And one beautiful thing about me is I love watching them grow. I love watching my students grow. Because that means that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in co-creating that reality for them. But before the break, I had about three straight days where Miriam was arguing with Adam, Laura was arguing with Adam, Adam was arguing with Adam, because Adam is. He's one of those kids you can say, uh, Adam, be quiet. And then Adam will go to his seat and go, why am I the one who has to be quiet? I'm the one who knows all the... He'll like have this whole conversation with himself. So we were all... You know, going back and forth, round and round, up and down with each other. And I finally said, I'm going to report y'all to Miss Nancy. Now, Miss Nancy is my AQC. She is the quality control for middle school. And Miss Nancy don't play, y'all. Like, she's a mama. And she does take her job very seriously. And she knows... See, 
Nancy doesn't come from the, the privilege that the kids come from. She's an adult who um, she lives on the campus with us. And Nancy is very, um, she has her own, she has a son who's in the seventh grade. And she's a single woman. And she just takes her job very seriously. She knows, you know, what we're dealing with at all times. And she does her best. She does her best. And she's very good at doing her best at making these kids understand she is not the one to be played with now we have a discipline guy but the kids will say to you just turn my name into mr such and such and as a scorpio i'm very much the person who's like no no i gotta find i gotta find the next best because y'all if you if a kid tells you to just send them to whoever is going to discipline them that means they're not going to get disciplined or they become used to or they've acclimated themselves to whatever the style of discipline is. So I was like, no. And I noticed one day that when Miss Nancy came into my room, the kids like straightened up, you know, and got quiet. So I was like, there we go. There we go. So I couldn't get the kids to settle down. I could not get these three to settle down. And I could not get Laura and Adam specifically to, like, leave each other alone. Like, Laura would walk by Adam and, like, elbow him in the forehead and then start running. And I would look up, and he's chasing her around the room, and I would get mad at Adam. And he would like, Miss, you didn't see it, but she did this. So I was like, you know what? All three of y'all, I'm over it. I'm going to report you to Miss Nancy. So now here we go. We get, oh, no, miss, please, why, what do you, don't, please, miss, I'm going to get in so much trouble if you report me to Miss Nancy. And I was like, I know. Well, why do you think I'm not going to report you to Miss Nancy? Like, that's the whole point. I want y'all to stop this tomfoolery, these shenanigans in my classroom. So Miriam comes to me on the day that I am making my biggest threat and says, Okay, Miss Kamika, I will talk to Adam and I will talk to Miriam and we will fix this. We will fix this so that you do not have to report it to Miss Nancy. So I say to her, all right, if it's not fixed by tomorrow, I'm reporting it. From the rooter to the tutor, I'm reporting it to Miss Nancy. So I get home, I get back to school the next day. And Miriam says, I could not fix what is going on with Laura and Adam, but I am going to fix me by separating myself from them and not getting in trouble. So I said, very well, very well. And that particular day, Laura and Adam waited for me to end class to go back to their conflict so I let it ride. I did not report it to Miss Nancy. We were getting ready to go on a two-week break. And in my mind, I said, maybe this break will fix it. Because sometimes those breaks fix things with kids because they have a growth spurt. Or they have an experience that teaches them something that makes them come back to school matured, right? Well, after the break, we get back. And on day one, I walk into class and literally... Laura is chasing Adam around the room. And I say to her, Laura, stop chasing Adam around the room. 
And Laura says, but I like chasing Adam around the room. It's fun. And Adam is screaming, she's bothering me, miss. Please make her stop. Now, Laura and Adam are about the same height. Adam has, you know, he's a nerd trying to be the cool kid. So he hasn't learned to, like, stop and use his neo power to put his hand out. He hasn't learned to stop and put out his Miss Seeley fingers and get Laura off of him. Because Laura is a beast, y'all. She's a little beast. She's like, if she sees that she can get to you, she's going to go harder. So... I say to them, I'm going to write y'all up. Not only am I going to write y'all up, I'm going to send this to Miss Nancy. So all of a sudden, little Miriam comes out of the blue and is like, Miss, please don't write them up. We're already, they're, they're really trying to work on it. We're already going to go see Mr. Such and Such because he's the discipline guy and we're going to get this fixed. And I'm like, why are you becoming a martyr for them? And she doesn't know what a martyr is, so she stops. <laughs> And she's looking at me, you know, in her head, you know, I've like totally like malfunctioned her computer because she's like, what is a martyr? (laughs) So now I'm going back to Adam and Laura. And now Adam has sat down because Adam knows. When Miss Kamika says she's going to report this to Miss Nancy, it's serious business. But guess who's still up and arguing? My mighty justified Libra, Miss Laura. So Laura is like arguing with me. But Miss, you don't ever report Adam by himself. You just always report me. I said, because since before break, it's been you and Adam. I said, and Miriam. No, that's what she said. She said, it, you, it was me, uh, Adam and Miriam. And you don't report Miriam. I said, because. And I said, hold up, stop. We're going to stop this lesson. And court is now in session. This is the state of Miss Kamika versus Adam. I said their last names. Laura and Martyr Miriam. I am going to let you argue your case and show you on this day why it is imperative that I must report you to Miss Nancy. So for a moment, everybody is like, what? We're supposed to be learning, miss. We got 15 minutes of class left. And I don't care, y'all. There are moments where I'm like, I tell y'all all the time. I'm one of those educators who every now and then I let the person who wants to argue, argue. Because they may say something that will say, that'll make me go, you know what? You're right. Because one of the beautiful things I've learned about me is that I am not always right. And one of the beautiful things that I've learned about me is that transformation comes from a lot of different places. And I really, as a teacher, depend on transformation to come from my relationship with my kids. So Laura is now standing up at the back of the class. And I say to her, state your case. So Laura proceeds to tell me, Miss, they are always instigating on me in other classes, and I have to fix it in your class. (laughs) Adam is always hitting on me and saying bad things about me when we are out on the playground. Adam is always saying things about me in other classes. Now, this is what's funny. The kids only leave to go to, I think, art, PE, and... There's maybe one other class. Oh, maybe their music class. 
all of their other classes are in that one class. The teachers are the ones who move around. So they have French, they have English, they have history, they have math, they have social studies in the class that we are all in. And I'm and so I said to her, well, why don't you just avoid him? Miss, I can't avoid him. He will come over to where I am and say something and then run away. And I have to go and make him stop. I said, why do you have to go and make him stop? Because, miss, because if I don't go and make him stop, he won't stop. And so I said, well, now it's my turn. I said, when I come into my classroom during English language arts, why do I have to be subject to what is going on with you and Adam? And she looks at me and she blinks. And then Adam sits, looks at me and blinks. <laughs> and he says, Miss, it has to happen because she brings it in here. And of course, Laura's like, I don't bring it in here. You bring it in here every time, Adam. And I say, I bang my gavel. I say, hold up. You cannot argue with each other right now. This is y'all trying to make me understand why I should not report this to Miss Nancy. Okay, so Laura gets her. She gains her composure. She goes, Miss, because I don't deserve to be reported when it's really just Adam. And then Marta Merriam says, okay, Miss, we understand that you're going to report this. So just report me with them. Report that I, too, am... Making trouble for you in class. And I said, how noble of you to want to die on the cross with these two. And once again, Miss Miriam is discombobulated by what I have said. <laughs> I said, I am not going to let you be a martyr. It is not your job. To be so compassionate for people in this particular situation that you two are willing to give up your freedom for the cause. And I have quieted her with that literally that statement. She is like, I, she is literally trying to process every word and make sense of every word that I said. Yet she knows she cannot ask me what all of that means in the moment because she sees that I am focused on Laura and on Adam. So I tell Laura that I understand her ambivalence about me reporting this. She doesn't want it. She knows that it's not popular. She knows that Miss Nancy is going to remove her from class. She knows that Miss Nancy is going to come see her. And she knows that Miss Nancy is going to call her parents. Now, even though... Laura doesn't really get discipline at home in the way that a teacher would like for her to get discipline. And by that, I mean, there's nobody at home really, really telling her, if you don't stop this shit, you know what's coming. And I don't care what the what's coming is. It can be the ship ship. I don't care. But Laura doesn't really get that. Her parents, I think they just say, Laura, girl, we got two weeks of school left. Why can't you behave? Will you please just go back and sit down and be quiet and just get out of the two weeks? I really think that's kind of what happens with her. And I would hate to think that her parents really don't have time to um, really have a heart to heart with her about her behavior. So... 
I tell her I'm going to report it. And I tell her it's because I should have reported it before the break. But I gave Miriam the opportunity to fix it. And instead of fixing it, Miriam came came to me and said, Miss, I cannot fix them, but I am removing myself. So Miriam actually separated herself from you two. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but she did. She separated herself, which was very, very mature of her. And I don't know why she's trying to go back in now and jump into the volcano with y'all, but I'm not going to let her. So now she she has no she has no uh, cards in this game. But y'all going down. Y'all are going down today. And you're going down instantly. Oh, I know. Okay, I left this out. That Sunday was the day that I caught them running around in my classroom. And I told them I was going to report it. But I forgot because I had to go to the visa office the next day. So I didn't report it that night because I spent the night trying to make sure I had all my paperwork ready to go to the visa office. Um, so that next day when I caught them playing around and hitting each other and talking back and forth again, that's when I had court in the classroom. So my thing to them is, yesterday I told y'all I was going to report it and I didn't because I had other things on my mind. So what I'm going to do is simply report what happened yesterday. I'm just going to report what happened yesterday and I'm also going to report that this is coming out of behavior that was happening pre-vacation that I thought would fix itself over the vacation because I do understand that kids mature when, when, when separated from their environments for a little while. These kids are growing. I mean, middle school is where you get the growth spurts, you know. One day they can wear the shoes and literally five hours later, you got to go buy another pair of shoes because the feet have gotten bigger. So finally they accept it and everybody's quiet and nobody's trying to work things out. But class is over now. So I say, Kate, you know, court is adjourned. It has been ruled that Miss Kamika will report the behavior of Laura and Adam. So before class is over, while we're all getting together, somebody's like, Miss, we've run out of time. We can't do our lesson. I was like, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll figure it out. And then I hear Ed, one of my kids who can't seem to manage to like not just holler out loud. He's gotten a lot better, but Ed used to be the kid who would just holler answers and what he wanted out loud. He just he, he just had no like censor for like his wants and needs and his need to be heard. He would just holler out loud. I hear old Ed say, This is the best class I've ever had. <laughs> And Shada is like, yeah, this is so fun. And I think it's because sometimes my students really, Laura gets on their nerves. Like, that all of that privilege at a certain point, it's annoying. Um, but they like her irregardless. And that, that to me is a good thing, too. They're still very um, loyal to each other in that way. So I reported to Miss Nancy. And the next day... Miss Nancy comes to my classroom while I'm teaching. Well, I'm actually 
the kids are getting ready for class to start. And so I'm, I'm waiting for them to get themselves together. And Miss Nancy walks in. And she takes Laura and Adam out of the room with her. I get class started. And about 10, 12 minutes later, they walk into class. And Miss Nancy says, Miss Kamika, Adam and Laura have something they want to say to you. And they want to say it not just to you. They want to say it to the class. So Laura and Adam get in front of the class. And Adam deeply and profoundly says, I am sorry for causing trouble to Miss Kamika and for disrupting the class because it is, is, is keeping us from learning and I really want to learn and I apologize. And Miss Nancy says, okay, Laura, it is your turn. Laura has on her mask and I can tell she is struggling not to just bust out laughing. Her eyes are literally twinkling, y'all, like twinkling. And through her smile, she kind of shrugs. Because Laura is a shrugger. She's one of those people, like, I don't care. She shrugs so much that, like, she has to, like, focus on not shrugging. She has to focus on being sincere when it comes to being wrong. Because she's never wrong. She's a Libra. She's never wrong. She might be like, okay, I'm going to let you have it. But there's never an admission to, okay, yeah, you're right. I was wrong. But she's young, y'all. She's smiling through that. She's struggling not to smile. So she starts off very kind of like, I can feel it a little bit. I want to say that I am very sorry for disrupting the class. And she looks down at the floor. And when she looks up, she's smiling. And she has to kind of shake, she, y'all, she's like, her whole body is like struggling, like, please, like, girl, get yourself together so that they will believe you. But she's struggling with it because she's never had to fully have us believe her unless it's something she wanted. Now, when it's something she wants, she gets very serious. When she was defending herself in class court that, that day before, she was very serious. She was like, why do I have to go down when he's the instigator? Like, she's very much that person. But... Now she's having to admit something she doesn't believe in. And when she's done, I'm not convinced. And the class is, everybody's looking at me. So Miss Nancy says, Miss Kamika, I want you to know that you do not have to accept this apology. I can take them out of the classroom right now and take them to the next level. And everything in me shifted, y'all. I was like, wait, wait, there's another level? So I really do, y'all. I stop and I think. I, for the first time in my life when it comes to my students, like I stop and I think. But it's also the first time in my life that I've had options when it comes to discipline. Because Miss Nancy, I know she's fed up. I know she's like, if I have to get one more email from Miss Kamika about this class... <laughs> I am going to literally go move into one of the pyramids and just call it a day. So at first, you know, I kind of went back to my past. I don't know if y'all remember or not, but there was this moment when I first got here where uh, a student had gotten in trouble and the uh, hall hall, uh, supervisor came in and said, Miss Kamika, please give them just one more chance and they will behave. And I was like, okay, it's early in the game. So, of course, 
all right. Now, even though I was like Laura in that moment, I was like, I'm doing something I don't believe in because I want this kid to suffer. Like, I, if you do something that makes them suffer, we got to get creative, y'all. I'm not saying you go and set the kid's feet on fire, but these kids literally, they just get a good talking to. And that's it. But Miss Nancy will call the parents. She will be like, look, you're going to get thrown out of this school. So in that moment, y'all, a darkness rose in me, like a vengeance rose in me. And I felt it. And I said, take them out of here. And the whole class was like, whoa, like what just happened? Like Miss Kamika just became a savage and I finished teaching my class in peace and in quiet so later that day or maybe the next day I was in the library during one of my breaks and I came upon Shada and a a group of her four friends and these all these other three girls are from other classes no, it was Shada and, was it Sarah? Anyway, it was four of them. And I know for sure two of them, no, all three of them. The other three girls were from other classes, but they were from other sixth grade classes, but they're Shada's friends. I think they were in a study group for social studies. So Shada is like, oh my God, Miss Kabika, I was so happy. <laughs> When you let sh- when you told Miss Nancy to take Laura and Adam out of there, because I am so tired of them, and I was like, "Yeah." And then later that day, uh, Ed came and he said, "Miss, I don't think it was fair that you sent you let Adam go out of the class, and, and, and it should have just been Laura." And I said, "Adam, I mean, I said Ed." Adam has been problematic. He's going through a growth spurt. I see him as a leader, and y'all all know my, my, my saying is that leaders learn lessons, and I want Adam to succeed. And in order for him to succeed, he has to be taught that there are repercussions to his behavior, long-term repercussions, not just you get fussed at and you get written up and you get put on the discipline sheet, but that sometimes... There are other things that are going to happen to you and you might be praying to God, please don't let her or please don't let this happen to me. And it happens. And I need him to understand that I care about him because I'm not turning him over to Miss Nancy, who's going in and putting them in an oven and cooking them at 350 degrees to have them for dinner. This is a behavior issue. And we got two weeks of school left, and I don't want any behavior issues. Y'all are old enough now to know how to fix your own problems, especially when it comes to dealing with instigators like Laura. It's really simple. But y'all get in your heads, and you get in your egos, and you go, I cannot let her win. And I'm trying to tell them that the whole time that she's instigating, she's actually losing. But she wins when you give her your energy. When you turn your energy over to her, you're you're losing. You're winning as long as she's instigating and you're not responding. And y'all have to learn that. And that's a it's a it's a it's a um 
it's not, you know, I still associate myself a lot with, with Egyptian culture. There's a lot about it I don't like. But I think Africa as a whole has this whole, like, men rule over women thing. So when that, the one issue that I have with Egypt in that regard is not just Egypt. It's, 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 the, it's the continent. However, when we break it down and we um, start dealing with the actual ego of it all I think it's about people of color and culture and how we historically have had to deal with our color and culture when it comes to dealing with western culture because and I know y'all are here she go with the race thing again I'm like this is not about race it's about culture and and it's about dominion people who have come in and decided with their weapons to have dominion over other people. And so it creates a pride, you know, suffering. Suffering creates a pride in people that when they no longer suffer, they say never again. And it seeps into their children. So I teach some kids who are very, very, very prideful, y'all. They don't like being wrong. They do not like being wrong. They don't want to be reprimanded for being wrong. And they are ready to argue. You know, they are ready to say, no, 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 miss, you don't get it. But I do get it. So, you know, and Ed understood me. He understood me. And so yesterday and the day before in class were perfect. One day, Laura didn't even come to class. I think her parents kept her at home. And then yesterday she was in class, but she sat at the back and I didn't have to say much to her. Now, she was back there with uh, one of my students. So I was like, look, just move, just move. I don't even want to know what y'all are back there talking about, but I am up here teaching. So there should be no talking. So then he moves over to another place where he can talk because he's a Scorpio and he thinks he's slick. And I said, no, sir, move over here. And once I got him moved, y'all, we had a perfect class. We talked about some poem about autumn written by some woman who was in a cottage. And it had 20 lines and five stanzas. Like, I can remember the lesson. Because sometimes, y'all, I can't even remember my lesson because I walk out and I'm so flustered. Because I'm like, why do I keep having to say the same thing to the same kids? (laughs) Why? And because I don't have kids of my own and I don't, you know, I, I'm a writer. So all of this stuff stays with me and I come home processing it, trying to figure out what am I going to do with it? What story is this going to end up in? Why do I need to be at a writer's table right now telling people about this experience so that we can write a best-selling Emmy-winning TV show? Why? Or an Oscar-winning movie. And I also came to class that next day and people were like, can we do court again? (laughs) Which speaks of the intellect of my kids. These kids are the bomb, y'all. Like, they're the bomb.com because intellectually, they're sensitive and they're smart. And they're, you know, on the outside, they look like little lollipops. Little naive little lollipops. But you can't just say anything to these children. 
not the way I could in America. Like I could use certain words in in classrooms in America, and because they are so already disinterested in the language, in English language in America, and they don't have any other languages in them, they just kind of glaze over, and 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 the light goes out. But these, when a kid is bilingual, language actually excites them. Not only that, uh, Miriam came up to me and she was like, Miss, why didn't you write me up? Why didn't you let me go down? And she does, she knows she's like pandering to me. Why didn't you let me go down with Laura and Adam? I would have gone down with them. I said, because you're a great actress. You pretended to be a martyr. And for that, I should have given you an Oscar. And she looks at me and says, and it would have gotten taken like it did from Mr. Smith. And I was like, what? She said, yes, he cannot go to the Oscars for 10 years. (laughs) And I said, yes, you would have been banned from the Oscars if I had turned you in. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That was my week. That was this week. And I also went to the visa office, and I think I told y'all that story um, of my roommate who has partied every night since. And, you know, I'm sure um, things for her, you know, are going just as she needs them to go uh, because she's avoiding... um, you know what? I don't know if she's avoiding anything. I don't really care at this particular point. I just know she don't. She's one of those people who I'm realizing never sits down to deal with themselves, even when they're sick. They just never sit down. So there is something about her that is very, um, uh, that's not at ease. A busybody. Got to always be doing something. Always, 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 always. And even in her sleep, like one night, I literally could hear her talking in her sleep through the walls, like loud, talking in her sleep. So it is what it is. But we have two weeks of school left, four weeks of actual school left. We got two more in, in on-campus weeks, and then we have two off-campus weeks, and then it'll be time for me to begin to wrap this up. I want to shout out to Kareem. A, a man named Kareem is listening to one year in Egypt, and he emailed me and said, if I have any problems, he will help me without any charge. He will not charge me to call him to help, to, to, to seek his assistance. And I just want to say, uh, I appreciate you, Kareem, for that, <laughs> for that message. Um, I am learning Egypt is a very transactional place, and I have learned to tip nice and, and tip grand and mind my own business. So uh, shout out to Kareem. All right, party people, that's it for today. We're at 39. Be good, be good, be good. Be God. Peace. <laughs>